Greetings! You are listening to Intersect, a podcast dedicated to the celebration and promotion of the intersection of God, the world, and the church. My name is Matt Skolnick, and I am the executive director of MVP, a consortium of 70 churches in eastern Ohio, and I am your host. I'm glad to be here, and I am thankful that you are with us as well. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do not forget to subscribe, and if you want to help fund the training and commissioning of the next generation of church leaders, please visit www.intersectpodcast.org. Today, in our inaugural episode, we are talking with Reverend Dr. Jules Joy. I will be asking her about her vision of ministry as she officially starts serving a congregation in Maslin, Ohio, and we will focus on her research into the intersection of the sciences and theologies. Let's get this started. Welcome, everyone. Today we are with Dr. Julianne Joy. It's an exciting day in our community. Um, We're about to head off into worship here, and we will officially, the word we use, it's a funny word, but it's an important word, install um, Dr. Jules as pastor of Central Presbyterian Church in Maslin, Ohio. So it is a big day filled with some fanfare, some celebration. Um, There'll be some moments where you take some vows. Yes. Um, of service to the local congregation, and the Presbytery will be there celebrating with you. Yes, we're so excited the Presbytery will be there, be here. Uh, we're, <laughs> I've been talking up the installation for uh, several weeks, and I keep telling them, it's, it's, it, you install me just like you do a dishwasher, but I'm going to be your pastor, and it's a, a recognition for the community and for the Presbytery that this relationship uh, has begun. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. So we are excited. How are you feeling about all this? I know you've been here for, is it a couple of months now? Yeah, a couple of months. So I've gotten to know everyone. So that's that's good. It's nice to have the installation a little a little later into the first year because I, uh, you can you, you get to know the congregation, you know, session, the different committees, and you can say, yes, this is a good fit. Okay. And so you can have some confidence going into the installation. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so we are super excited. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is your um, doctorate degree, um, your connection between faith and science. And so can you just kind of walk us through that journey? Why was it that you decided that this is something that you wanted to focus on? And then if you wanted to, to mention a point or two about the, the center of your studies, that would be great sure. as well. Sure. The reason I wanted to focus on it was uh, even as a, a young person, I was a searcher of truth. Um, and really, I actually wasn't in the faith tradition. I, had, I was in church choir for a few years, but eventually, um, you know, my family didn't participate in church. And so actually, when I talked to people about how do I find truth, they all told me it was in the sciences. And so I started to pursue chemistry and physics and um, philosophy because, you know, you always have to, you know, expanding um, my search for truth. Um, And so 
I went to a college that was a Christian college, but it had, it was Hope College, but it also had a reputation for vocation, understanding vocation, and and, uh, science. So I went there for chemistry and physics, um, but I went to chapel too, and I was just, um, I realized that truth was in a person of Jesus, and kind of changed my whole outlook on life. And uh, I started pursuing more religion classes. I continued to work in the chemistry labs, though. And so I was, so uh, the professors would talk to me about theology and so forth. And uh, so it was fun. And I guess I, I, so I always started linking science and theology because that's what I was doing at college. Um, So I went to seminary and loved ministry. So I went into ministry and I've always been thinking about science and theology and, and, um, how to introduce and engage with science, especially in preaching and teaching. Um, and then Pittsburgh, I found out, had a doctor of ministry that, that did just that, and so I jumped in. And then it turns out I didn't do my, my, um, my uh, uh, project on uh, physics and chemistry. Okay. I, did, I ended up doing it on neuroscience. Oh, did you? I, know, I, learned, I learned a whole new. Uh, oh, yeah, I, a, I learned a whole new subject of matter. I, my question was: Is there anything about aging and the aging brain okay. that um, is positive and helps us mature or helps us in our Christian faith? Sure. And you know what? There is. Really? You know, okay. there, the, the news tells you all the negative things sure. about, about your aging brain. Dementia, yeah, getting, yeah okay. but the healthy aging brain, there's compensation. There's things that okay. we do lose, but sure, the compensation sure, sure. leads to wisdom okay. and emotional maturity. Okay. And those things are so important no in doubt. the Christian faith. No is that exciting? It is very exciting. So um, one of the things that I find fascinating about this is sometimes the culture tells us that faith is on one side and science is on the other. Um, why don't you share a little bit about you know how you hold those together? Because you know I think what you need to think about is if now my degree, my uh, cohort was called science and theology. Okay. But what if you think about sciences and theologies? Okay. Because there isn't one science and one way of doing science, and there isn't one theology and one way of doing theology. Okay. So when you say sciences and theology, there's more room for communication. Okay. So I chose neuroscience because there was a lot of consonants. But in some of the biological areas, I know there's a lot of controversy. Okay. So, uh, so uh, um, I was surprised uh, by my uh, genetics. My, I had a professor of genetics teaching me, and I didn't realize how controversial evolution was. And so, uh, she, so she, she explained that to me. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so now I try to advocate that uh, theory. Um, is used all the time. Sure. And uh, just the interpretation of the theory differs. Okay, so speaking of um, how that is controversial, um, evolution um, is controversial in some churches, um, how do you find that playing out? Is that is that a topic that you speak about or people have questions about? Or you know, how do you deal with the sciences and the theologies in your practice of ministry? Most often is questioned is in confirmation okay and and students will at, will say you know i i, I want to be um, 
a paleontologist or I want to be uh, an evolutionary biologist can I be a Christian too? Sure. And so, and you say, absolutely say, not. You're not allowed to be a Christian. <laughs> uh, not at all. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> I say, of course you can. Of course you can. Um, uh, creation, um, God loves creativity. God, it was creative in creation. And I think that creation is co-creative too. Okay. And so that's how I understand evolution. So when you, so help me understand that. I under, I think I understand the piece where um, we are co-creators in the sense that um, we get to tend, we get to nurture, we get to um, participate um, in the act of procreation, um, all sorts of those things. Oh, um, help, help me. That's a good Help me um, understand your thought a little bit more clearly. That's excellent. Yes. So you're thinking of a human sure. uh, operating co-creation. Okay. But I'm thinking of chance okay. and DNA okay. and the evolution of creation. So in I was those too concrete ways. on that. <laughs> so I was thinking of co-creation of plant life and animal oh. life as a that they're a part of sure. creation i get that that's yeah. wonderful yeah. let's turn to maslin ohio it's in what i would call um the rust belt right i mean we have all sorts of factories around or former factories um i think i would call it a blue collar town is that or blue collar city is that how you would describe it or is there a different way that you would describe it I would describe it, um, well, I come from the Detroit area. Okay. So I would just try, describe it like a little home. Okay. <laughs> oh. okay. A very so, small version of Detroit. A, it's a small version of home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, except um, there's a, a strong sense of community. Okay. And, um, you know, a, a sense of some integration too so that that uh, makes my heart sing okay when you say integration what do you so mean so integration of races so uh, okay. yeah yeah the the i was uh, talking to a member of the congregation uh, who's african-american about what's what's great about maslin because i ask everybody what's great about what? maslin because i want to know and she said it's it's the the way that that uh, everyone is welcome oh, in, well. in the city okay. and in our church yeah so that's exciting that, that does my heart good. That is exciting. So as a little side note, um, just speaking about every, everyone is welcome. I, I was thinking of my son. My son is in middle school now, but um, he started wrestling back in kindergarten. And he would come out here to Maslin mm. every once in a while. There, there's a gym that's somewhere... I don't even know how to explain to get there. You kind of go go through these these warehouses, all sorts of rusty places, and you you go around, and all of a sudden you find yourself upstairs in a warehouse. And I haven't there's found a, that yet. There's a, <laughs> there is a um, wrestling room in there, and huh. um, I have always appreciated kind of the the camaraderie in oh. that wrestling room. Oh. And so maybe that's part of the oh. larger city culture. Yeah. We're just welcoming people in. That's um, that's from the I outside hear. and that's what I hear. all sorts of different people getting along. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, hear when the, um, the the shelter here, the homeless shelter here, was um, uh, had to move uh, from its location. The, the community and the churches uh, rallied together, raised a huge sum of money, oh, and wow. bought a motel here in town. Really? Yeah, yeah, okay. to continue that shelter. So that camaraderie and welcoming everyone, I think, is, is pretty pretty exciting that is very exciting 
Now, um, as you're moving into the ministry here, you know, what do you see as kind of maybe a big hope? Or we could flip the coin on that and say, what is a challenge that you see ahead? Let's one one see. or the other, you pick. Let's see. Well, I was hoping to, uh, the the PNC was really excited about science and theology. So we talked about that a bit. And then we forgot to talk about church the first time around. But, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, so I was hoping that it would be a place where I'd be able to... Um, you know, explore a science and theology. Let me just talk pause for a it. second. For those who don't know, PNC is Presbyterians. Oh. We are really good at acronyms, and <laughs> you have to know what they mean. And actually, in the whole pastor search process, I think there's about five or six acronyms. But Indeed. PNC stands for the Pulpit Nominating Committee, um, and the local congregations choose their pastors, and they nominate them for the congregation to vote on. So I'm sorry. Thank Go for you. It. Oh, thank you. I know. I just those <laughs> acronyms just roll off the tongue sometimes. Yeah. So uh, they were excited about it, and so I was hoping it was a place that I can uh, preach and teach about uh, sciences and theology. And so uh, the last two two months of summer, we we talked about creation and the different creation narratives okay. in Scripture. We did Genesis and Job, uh, Psalms. Uh, so that was wonderful, and, and talked about the different sciences. So I was really happy that they didn't kick me out. Okay, oh, very good. <laughs> I always love the um, the difference between Genesis one and Genesis two, um, because the orders are different, and um, there's different emphases in those particular creation stories. There is. We but yet we have Genesis. them in the scriptures, which yeah, is nice. We don't throw true. them They're out. Right back to back, and yeah. we stuck with Genesis one this time. Maybe next summer. Okay. Genesis 2. <laughs> Very good. And I'm hoping we're right across the street from the library. So I'm hoping that we'll maybe we'll be able to do some intergenerational events. Okay. Sciences and theology. Ooh. Maybe neuroscience is the best book no one's ever read. It is Redeeming Fear Redeeming by fear. Whitehead. Okay. And he d takes a neuroscience approach to fear. And um, it reflects that fear we reflects what we love. And okay. so I'm hoping that maybe we oh. can do something out here. Invite, invite, invite folks, invite families, and uh, okay. So tie tie that to neuroscience. You know, as an uneducated person, I think of like the fight and flight response in the exactly amygdala. That's exactly it. Okay, okay. That's exactly it. So, and also how to the the executive brain can. Um, can teach the amygdala. Okay. So sometimes it's either the executive brain or the amygdala. So when we when we fight or flight, that's our amygdala. Uh, when we're calm, that's our executive brain. So it's a little fun to do sure. some exercises about how to re-engage that executive brain. So sure. we'll do some of that. Maybe, uh, have you ever, you ever heard of uh, flip your lid? You flip your lid there. The, so this is uh, so the executive brain is okay. kind of like a fist. Yes. And oh, yes, at, yes, on yes, top yes, of yes. it, the amygdala is like your thumb and side, and you flip your lid. So you you're, you open you're, up those fingers. Yeah, you open up those fingers, and your amygdala kind of takes over. Okay. And it's uh, it's a way of teaching kids about how to calm down okay. and uh bring to the front part of the brain yeah exactly yeah. so out of curiosity um as you're working through that i think i have a sense of what you might say and you might even say this is a stupid question there's no stupid question <laughs> we'll at least i say that first <laughs> <laughs> we'll see um where do you see faith like rooted in the brain if if there is a place i don't think there is a place okay 
Um, actually, neuroscience has been really studying that, and they're trying to find a location. What they have decided, there's no God, no, there isn't a God spot, so to speak. Okay. It's our, well, it makes sense. Sure. It's our whole mind sure. engaged. Now, in that's faith. what I... I expected you to say, but I was also thinking about, you used to talk about the prefrontal, I don't know if you used that language, the prefrontal cortex kind of being the I calm the center. Executive the executive brain. brain being the calm, calming mm -hmm. point. I often think of faith as, as a way that we calm down. And so is our faith tied to that front? Um, but I would also Not think exactly. it's very emotional mm -hmm. as well. And the amygdala is very emotional. And so I, I mm -hmm. wondered if it's there too. So it makes sense that you'd say it's all over. It is. It is. And alas, I, my, uh, uh, I, it's a new area that I'm learning. So uh, I, I could probably find a book for you. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Thank you for entertaining my random questions. So we talked a little bit about a hope. What kind of challenges do you see for your city? And um, I guess the, the flip side of that is um, how do you see the church standing in the gap there? with those challenges you know i'm still getting to know maslin okay. i'm commuting from columbiana for a year uh, until my daughter graduates from high school so i'm still getting to know okay. maslin uh, i know that it it was not only is there a loss of manufacturing but there was a loss of uh, hospitals and health um health fields here in maslin so that's certainly an area of concern um Right now, the congregation is really involved with um, the door ministry, which is Tuesday and Thursdays, 9.30, 11.30, and uh, there's maybe 15 different volunteers who welcome anyone. Really? Yeah, okay. they welcome everyone. And, and that's an evolution of that ministry, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Right? Okay. It is. It's become a little more decentralized. So so I help as a pastor, okay. but I am not the only one. So the congregation's really getting oh, to know that people. Is wonderful. People can come four times So and listening to people and what the deeds are. So okay. we're kind of in a process of just listening right now. Listening is a good place to be, mm -hmm. no doubt. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Thank you. Oh, good. Well, Jules, I think I can call you Jules. Is that Please right? Please do. Okay. Or the Reverend Dr. Julian Joy, one or the <laughs> other. We're so excited to have you. And we pray that your ministry would be filled with peace and with God's glory. Amen. Amen. Wow. Dr. Joy is quite a blessing. I do not know about you, but I find her to be delightful to talk with. Jules certainly brings a sense of grace and love as she bridges different worlds together, and my prayer is that this comes across in a podcast format. Dr. Joy does this in a few ways. You heard about how she bridges theologies and sciences. You also heard a little bit about how she brings people together from varying socioeconomic backgrounds. But ultimately, I want you to know that she bridges this gap in her very own being. Although Jules does not talk about it in this particular interview, Dr. Joy is very proud that she is mixed race. Being so, she floats between black and white communities. And for me, this is an embodiment of the gospel. For as the scriptures say, there is no Greek nor Jew, no male or female. And while we can identify differences and respect them, we can also add there is no black nor white for we are all one in Christ Jesus. Dr. Joy mentioned a book in her comments. If you missed it, the book is called Redeeming Fear by Jason Whitehead. 
We will link this book in the description of the podcast. In addition, Dr. Joy also mentioned a concept entitled Flipping Your Lid for a detailed lesson by Dr. Daniel Siegel, who created this model. Please see the description as well for a YouTube link. As we close, I need to remind you to please subscribe to Intersect in your podcast player. We plan to have two podcasts a week. These podcasts will come in different formats. The first format is an interview style, as you experienced today. The second will be a quiet meditation using scripture. We have chosen this pattern for a very specific reason. Actively sharing God's love with the world involves all parts of our being, and so we want to be attentive as we grow to both our thought patterns and to the nurture of our souls. You'll hear more about this as episodes unfold. Finally, if you want to touch base with me, please write matt, M-A-T-T, at intersectpodcast.org. And if you have found this episode helpful, please consider donating to the training and commissioning of the next generation of church leaders at www.intersectpodcast.org. Until next time, may the peace of Christ reign in your hearts, and may the healing and wholeness and salvation of God's kingdom be so close to you that you can reach out and touch it, for God's kingdom is at hand. Blessings.